yo, welcome to Sweaty Time Pro Wrestling, the only wrestling show that makes you feel fun. Yes, guys, I'm James. I'm Sean, and you are currently feeling fun. How does that feel in your loins, you salty dog? Oh, it makes me want to watch the 1987 comedy Funhouse. Oh, it makes me want to look fun up land? what that is. It's Funland. Fun, fun House is the is musical. To- well, it's the Toby Hooper vehicle that got him Poltergeist, probably. Maybe isn't that also no? That's fun. A home is the musical. Yeah. about the writer coming to terms with her own sexuality and being an adult in this crazy <gasps> wah, wah wah world. Oh, I'm glad I'm. I didn't have to figure out my sexuality as an adult. I knew it as a child. I said, oh, my God. That's getting edited. Yeah, it does. It gets bleeped, fuckers. No, I found out my sexuality when I saw Nicole and said, oh, my God. I want to go to there. Oh, man. Well, you know where I want to go, James? You want to go to episode 35 of Lucha Underground entitled... Fuel to the fire. That's right. Straight to the temple. Oh, I just, I now know why they called it that. Wowzers. (laughs) Did you also just watch the episode before starting this episode? No. This podcast like me? Oh, okay. I watched it last night. Nicole was working. So I was like, you want to know what? I'm going to watch it in the living room. So halfway through, Nicole showed up when she's done working. So I also have Nicole notes as well. It's all good. But... Yes. Like, this episode's fucking rocks. Oh, my God. They are doing such a great job ramping up to uh, Ultima Lucha, two-parters. We will be doing watch-alongs for both episodes. but And we will be rock hard the entire time. (sighs) 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 It hurts. It feels like my skin is ripping. It's so hard. And but agreed, I was baffled. I was like, Nicole, why are you? How can you be looking at your phone while this is on the screen? And she's like, I just saw an ad for shark shoes. And I'm like, are you going to buy them? And she's like, no. And I'm like, then get off (laughs) and get off to this baby because Mills ass is looking tight. Oh, my gosh. There's a lot of tightness happening tonight. I want to know more about the shark shoes, but we got to get to this smoky dojo. The opening of the episode, where Penta El Zero Mierdo, Pentagon Jr., is talking to his maestro. I think this is the second time we hear the maestro. Oh, I thought this was the first time we've been introduced because this isn't his master. This is his WMAC master because this shit is mm-hmm. Mortal Kombat. It's Tekken. This is a real living creature, his master. Yes. At least, maybe... It's personified through his hallucinations of religious proportion. I mean, I'm curious. I I don't know for certain we're going to find out who this is, but there is a voice. There is, I, we see a shadow kind of moving in the background for a second. Yeah. Uh, also, break down what we do see. Oh, real yeah. quick, hallucinations of religious proportions is when I get drunk off the blood of Christ, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hallucinations of religious proportions is what happened to me when I ignored my mental health and ran around New York City for eight months in a severe manic episode. That's that's not a joke, but it was like, that's just, you know, it was it was um, severe hallucinations, uh, usually revolving around uh, some religious figure of mine. 
Uh, it's also when you eat too much Christmas ham. Yeah, 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 yeah. See, at least the thing I say that's like really sad gets bleeped out. Yours just, you know. I I can't control that. And say it I with a smile on your face at least. You. I, are you gaslighting me right no, now? No, I'm just saying make <laughs> hey, it Sean, entertaining. When you talk about your trauma, next time you talk about your trauma, make sure you do it with a smile. And how will you wear one of those short skirts we love to see so much? We discussed Jesus. it on Formulaic. When I go mm-hmm. quirky and cutesy, yeah. subvert expectations of oh, uh, re- hallucinations of religious proportions, that's what happens when I jack off when I'm crucified. Like... You know, what? from the blood loss. Like, that, if that's oh, something I sh- would normally say. And then you guys go, okay. oh, but. But then when there's a vacuum left, you guys fill yeah. that void with something that's just sad. I, wow, I'm sorry. I lived a life and I share with you. Hey, listeners, all three of you, let, J- let James know, uh, fuck him. Hold on, hold on, hold <laughs> just on. That's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I guess, like, it makes sense where you're coming from, Sean, because, like, you are a comedian, aren't you? And it's your goal. Like, comedians did not sign up to be our hero. It's your job to be irreverent and dangerous, to question authority and take you through a spooky mental haunted house so you you... can arrive at your own conclusions. Jesus Christ. Did you look up? That Whitney Cummings quote <laughs> just to tell me I'm a bad podcast oh, host. Oh man, Go. she is I... verified blue check on X. Oh man, I Jesus love that. Jesus Christ, no, she doesn't. Oh, yes, she does. Mark Marin oh. is one of the first responses, and this tweet responding to it said, "Maybe add in quotes to be funny to that list." <laughs> I feel like we've we've talked we've definitely talked about this quote in previous podcasts and just I can't you know what it was a long time ago I don't care if she has recognized the error of her ways it's one of those things where like that everyone everyone is dogpiled on her for that dog shit quote yeah of pretentiousness and then she's like oh yeah but remember hang out with my buddy Crystalia too. Ooh! No, I don't know. I don't know her stance on him. Okay, I don't. I that's that's what I mean when we say it was fun to dogpile on her. I don't want to throw on the Crystalia thing unless we can verify that. If we can bluecheckmarkx.com verify that, I will happily dogpile on her for that. But you know, you know, I personally need to get my way into this here. uh, This here dojo. Filled with smoke and uh, Pentagon Jr. prostrating towards his master. The man refuses to fight him, Pentagon says. Vampiro is no longer the man he once was. The mice thrown out, again, sh- shrouded in shadows and a voice box. He advises Pentagon to destroy the man Vampiro has become. And Penta vows to sacrifice Ian Hodgkinson. Of course, the shoot name of Vampiro. Ooh! Also, real quick, Whitney Cummings has come out against Crystalia and Shout has denounced him. Shout out Whitney Cummings. Him. Hell yeah. Whitney Cummings, you're real as hell. She's like, I said spooky haunted houses. You know, the one where you reach into a bowl and it's just grapes? Not the spooky houses where they can grab you and punch you. Yeah, not the spooky haunted houses where you reach into a bowl and there's Crystalia's in there. You're like, ah, no, a predator. 
It's not one where you sit down and you eat a bag of popcorn from someone's crotch and, uh uh-oh, they cut a hole in it. Yeah. You know what, Winnie Cummings? You're real. You're a real one for that one. Almost as real as my manic episode in New York City where I thought I was a telepathic Jesus. Holy Christmas, At dude. Yes. Man, Vampiro. you would be so much funnier if you weren't on meds. Jesus. <laughs> I am trying can, to come you up need with... To, you need to transition because I am not comfortable doing it right now. I try. I started singing a song and I'm like, oh, oh that you're not be... going to transition? You're going to dig in deeper? Cool, I, cool, cool, cool. I was cool. like, that's a very good... I started singing, I wish I could feel like I used to. I wish I could feel like I used to. I wish I weren't happy. I was funnier before my meds. Like something like that. And Nicole's like, that's such a funny like subversion of it's like, hey, you think they're sad right now, but it's actually they wish they were sad. And I was like, that could be my next dance song. That might be. I don't know. Not to disagree with Nicole, because she's the only person who is consistently correct about things on this podcast, though she's never appeared on it. Yeah. Uh, it's just one of those things I hear that, and maybe it's, I don't know. I feel like I've heard that sentiment unironically for so long. Well, this is ironically. Yeah, I know. But it's like it's just hard for me to accept it ironically. Does that make sense? Whereas, yeah. like, you hear, some, it's like, I feel like sometimes, too, when people are like, Oh, I'm not, I'm not misogynist. I'm being ironically misogynist. And it's like, cool, but you're just kind of saying, you're saying misogynist things, but using a funny voice. But you're still, like, that's not what you're doing. You are being, I, I know you are being purposefully ironic. And it's like, at this point, it's become a little common of like, no, it's health. It's, you're, you are funnier if you are taking care of yourself. Mm-hmm. A healthy version of you is always funnier. Mm-hmm. But it's still just like, and I, and I acknowledge that it is, this is, this is me, but it is, I don't know, viscerally triggering to hear that stuff. Okay. Uh, I apologize. As Of course, I was being ironic or not even I'm parroting people who do say that. Yeah. And I guess ironic and in, this, in some sense satirical because I know the, po- the point of that joke, the point of that song is the subversion and is to sort of highlight how flawed of logic that is. Mm-hmm. Remember then when this was a wrestling podcast? Yeah. I'm s- I'm coming in. You know what? I'll say, uh, and I will say this because I, I said it off bike and I was like, look, I don't think I wanted to come up. Clearly it's in my head. We talked last week about a dear friend of mine who passed away. And this weekend, the friends we all grew up with are in town in Chicago as they normally do. And it's just a weird layer of like, normally this is like a big vacation fun. We're all going to be, cause we know we've all known each other. This big group of friends, we've known each other since we were kids. Oh, this is going to be when we kind of like just play games and we really like revert to that childlike sense of wonder. And go to water air show. And go to the water air show and we support America and fire their plane. The water air show is in town in Chicago right now. And you can tell by the loud planes and the unnecessary gratuitous um, patriotism. It's just like a weird layer of like, here's this memory that we would that we would do every year of them coming to Chicago and adding a layer of now we're also going through my friend Steve's things and like helping his widow to sort of sort out what we want to keep, what we want to get rid of. And that's just a a real a, a real harsh dose of reality to mm-hmm. this, you know, otherwise whimsical state of affairs. 
And you can harvest that now full of spooky haunted house oh irreverency. I can take them through a tour of my fucked up mind uh-huh. palace. Man, that's what you've been doing all along. <laughs> wow. Whitney Cummings was right. Whitney Cummings was right. Guys, Hashtag. if you take anything away from this podcast episode is that Whitney Cummings was right. I think I should just tweet that. <laughs> Hashtag Whitney Cummings was right. No context whatsoever. I agree. <laughs> and I, I, I'm here to see it. We're at the desk, and Vampiro remembers the word phenomenal while describing an eight-person lucha in a Tomoko tag match tonight, our main event. Plus, Vampiro has a sit-down with the man trying to ritualistically end his life. Pentagon! But first, let's check in with Melissa Santos for our first match of the night. You're missing out on a big detail in between that. Hit me up, Daddy. Who's in the crowd? Another man of irreverence taking us through spooky haunted mind palaces. It's Ron Funches! Oh wait, Ron Funches is in the crowd? Yeah, that's what they said something about Ron Funches. I think you missed that. I'm about to get into that. Okay. So the first match, the Mac versus Cage. One of my favorite rivalries, actually. For those of you who may have forgotten or are first into the podcast, Cage is the man who jumped and stole Mac's job from Davari. He jumped Mac when Davari was trying to offer him a job and, by proxy, also stole his cousinship from Big Rick. So Cage is a, just a very bi- Cage is very bitter. He's had a lot of like real close falls, real close title opportunities, but did not ever really seal the deal. There's a bitterness to Cage, and Mac is out a cousin and a job. He needs to he needs to fight this scab. Mm-hmm. Hey, real quick, when you go home for Christmas, I'm gonna sneak up behind you when you're at family, and I'm gonna jump you and say I've taken his cousinship, and all your cousins are gonna say yeah. We don't know you, but you're cooler by proxy. What the fuck? Why are all all of my cousins? Even Amanda? Yeah, every single one. Amanda, go fuck yourself. How dare you betray me like this? I'm going to tackle you so hard, <laughs> going to flip and I'll get sister ship. Okay, you need to edit that one. <laughs> I don't know why I got, my cousin's name I'm fine with. You leave my sister out of this, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Uh, in the opening exchange, and I think this is where it comes up, where Matt Stryker refers to the Mac as Lucha's Ron Funches. Shouts oh. out to the big fan. Yeah. I guess he's trying to, like, get in good with Ron Funches, maybe? I mean, Ron Funches is a, no- a notorious wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. And probably, like... I feel like either was kind of blowing them up on Twitter or... Because, like, what is this? This is 2015? This is kind of the yeah. rise of Funches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. At Midnight was probably on TV. And I know Ron was, like, a big kind of, like, name on that. Yeah, he was showing up on Sklarbro Country and who charted at the time. Okay, yeah. So, like, so Ron was probably, like... And probably was hitting them up at that point being, like... Or even on Twitter, like, you guys should watch Lucha Underground. And Matt Stryker's like, you know, it's a really cool way to shout out Ron Funches by comparing him to the heavyset black wrestler we have on our roster. They're like, okay, Matt Stryker. Okay, I see what you're doing there. It's just weird because, like, Mac becomes a sort of lighthearted, and, like, outside of Lucha Underground is a kind of lighthearted individual. Like, he's the kind of guy that's like, I'll smile through my teeth, but once that bell rings, I'll kick your fucking teeth in. Mm -hmm. But that's just not how he's been presented yet. 
Like he's been presented as a pretty serious guy. What did you do to your pen? Oh, all of a sudden I had two pens. I don't know where oh my the other gosh. one came from. James, you did it. You won. This podcast is over. We're shutting it down. James is retired. Two pen James uh-huh. is fucking out of the game because truly what is there left to conquer? I wish I was play pen James because then I'd be a baby yeah. again. Oh man, I wish I was a Muppet baby because then I get to hang out with fucking Skeeter. And Star and- Wars. Yeah, and there's and Kermit the Frog's weird eyes that don't really mesh up with the rest of everyone else's eyes. I'm Kermit the Frog here, and I'm a baby. Grandma, fill my diaper so I can change it. Dude, that's a really good Big Bird. Congratulations. Thank you. Why wasn't Big Bird on that show? Speaking of Big Bird on this show, we got a big fucking grudge match here. Explosive exchange up top. There's like really no feel out period in this match. It's kind is is immediately just I'm gonna fucking hit you, and I almost want you to hit me back just so I can feel something again because you stole my cousin Cage, you machine. Mm-hmm. And Vampiro was like, "Hey, I love Cage now because in the beginning I thought he was just a mouthpiece, nothing else, just talk, 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 which is great, Sean, because mm-hmm. the Dominator is now just a mouthpiece to help you chew a dog." Oh my God! I we, James, like the fact that you're here with two pens, leading as successful a life as you are, it defies the odds from the massive, overwhelming, crippling amounts of lawsuits you received after the first time you brought the Dominator into this conversation. Why must you constantly? flirt and threaten the legal system with your radical ideas of dog treatment. They're gonna get your ass, bud. They're going to get your ass. I got three pens now. Ah, shit. You're untouchable now. (laughs) He's untouchable. Unlike them dogs are getting touched with my teeth. But the new mouthpiece, in case you don't want fur in your mouth, it's kind of like a dental dam plus... It's like silicone teeth, so it's yeah. giving the sensation, like, the fear of the dog being bit, but it's not doing damage to them. Well, there's a lot of damage being done to these two wrestlers tonight. Like, very little in the way of counters. You know, not a lot of reversals. It's suplexes, flying knees, big man salts. Like, just coming out of the gates, bombs immediately. This is, this is an awesome fucking match. Uh-huh. Vampiro also takes time out to shout out his Twitter followers. Big Ron Funches guy, I imagine. Cage gets dumbfounded by a flying knee off the top rope. (gasps) Mac kicks out of a discus lariat. Has Cage been underestimating Mac? Oh, I think he has been. Because he's Mm -hmm. a has-been, this damn Cage. Whoa. He's, He's still Big Rick's cousin. Show him a little respect. Oh, yeah. It's interesting, though, because it is a story of, like, Cage is kind of fighting everyone. Again, he's very bitter right now. He's kind of, he's fighting everyone in the world. Where Mac is fighting the man who stole his cousinship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, it's, it's, there's an interesting dynamic there. Mac on the run, Cage catches him with a European uppercut. Cage on the run, Mac catches him with a Superman punch. Mac hits a surprise running schoolboy for the win, four minutes and one second. Mac overcomes Cage. Superman punch is also vanilla and blue and a little bit of cherry. (laughs) (laughs) 
I know you're going to edit out the pause. No, I probably no, I won't. <laughs> okay, good. It was so <laughs> It was lovely. <laughs> it was like Superman ice cream, guys. That's what I was yeah. going for. Yeah, you fucks, you stupid bastards. I love you all. Also known as Scooperman. Oh, but not known as Pooperman because uh, we don't poop in this house. Uh, real quick, I got a couple more yeah. notes on this match. Uh, when Mac kind of like spears Cage or something, Vampiro goes, oh, man, Cage is thinking, I got to get the number of that taxi that just hit me. And you want to know what that number is? 6969. Yeah. I think he also calls him like that taxi or that giant bumblebee. Yeah. Which I love, and I kind of hope there is something to be said about a three-dimensional character. I feel like it's very, rest, it's, it's it's somewhat very 80s, Not I won't even say 90s, to be like, well, where's your anger? Where's your aggression? Which is like, sure, that's part of it. Like, Mac coming out of the gates, and even the last, the trios match, uh, I, I think they, oh no, it was, a, I think, a four-way match they had together. And Mac immediately went after Cage. Like, him being angry at Cage makes sense. But I also want to see him, I want to see him be able to smile and to laugh and to like be a fully realized character, not just, and I'm angry. He teams up with Marty the Moth. He's the bumblebee and the moth. Honestly, like I, yo, I hope that happens. That would be so neat. And it, cause I just love seeing anytime any character like, and I like, and I say character, that's any performer, you're a musician, you're a comedian, you're, and anytime you, anytime you're performing something, you are you yourself creating. So like less an actor, more of an actor writer, like when you can bring multiple dimensions out, I'm, it's just, it's a better experience. Bring out multiple dimensions. What are we? Marvel. Oh, Mondays. Am I right? Mondays. Yeah, it's a Garfield reference, but it's also a Scarlet Witch reference. Oh, okay. I don't remember that. Oh, it's a meme. You ever see those memes? Oh, yeah. I've seen so many memes in my life. Guys, I've never seen a meme. Oh, no. I thought it was pronounced Mimi. <laughs> I thought it was a Drew Carey thing. Moon over a Parma, bring my love to me tonight. You were going to say something. Yes, I was flabbergasted that the Mac won and so excited, but yeah. we all won seeing Cage rage strip in the ring, and I was like, Mommy's moist over here. Yo, hell yeah. I'm so moist. I got to get back to the locker room. <gasps> I do have one. We Way back, Vampiro is like, oh, Pentagon Jr. challenged his manhood, but at least he didn't challenge his man hoodie because that's got a hatchet man on his back. And that's yeah. family fuckers. And that's Homies. all he has. Oh, wait, no. Hell he yeah. says that he got family taken away. Does that include the Juggalo family? Yo, that's a good point. We, we'll get there. We're on our way there. But, ooh, that's a good point. I hope not. But first, we got to hit the locker room where Son of Havoc is there. He's putting on his trio belt. He's feeling cool. Uh, when he gets a tap on the shoulder, turns around, no one is there. Huh? Turns back around and, oh, hello, Katrina. I laughed so hard at this because I forgot that they had a previous run and I was like, why does she care about them? These are like the weirdos that come into a group and they are very good at what they do, but they don't mm -hmm. give a shit about the politics. So everyone's like, I, we, there's 
We have nothing against them. All we can do is just try to beat them. And that's the only way we're going to best them. Because no matter what mm-hmm. we say to them, they're just going to look at us like we're dumb. Like literally. Well, and just the story they've all gone on, this odd thruple of just being like at the at the absolute bottom of the pecking order. Just like eternal losers. And then all of a, and then they come together and they're winning and they are champions. And so you do have to acknowledge them. It's that it's like that moment where I, I'm, try, I'm trying to think the weirdest kid in school just made starter for varsity football. Mm-hmm. And he's a big deal. And you're like, fuck, man, I don't want to learn about you, you hawkers show. OK, <laughs> but the best quarterback we've seen in 50 years is a big he a stan. And now we all have to acknowledge that in this example, R2 Shelby, too, is the, is the lead quarterback on your football team. But like it's that it is that moment of like we have to acknowledge you. You're like real now. So even Katrina, the mouthpiece of Mil Muertes, the man of a thousand deaths, needs to come for a son of havoc. It's a proving it's a proving match. It's a match to assert Mil Muertes's dominance. Like right, there's like he's not getting anything out of this other than to send a further message to Prince Puma. Mm-hmm. But this isn't son of havoc in the beginning of Lucha Underground. And it's very, it's, it's a, it's, it's a very interesting exchange. Yeah. She warns that of having death is coming for him. When Lisa arrives, tells Katrina to back off, bitch. She will not hesitate. That's another meme. Uh, Katrina pulls Son of Havoc's beard, flickers the lights, and disappears as Son of Havoc falls on top of Ivelisse. And while he's lying on top of her, and Helico arrives in the doorway... Oh, God. Don't tell me you two are getting back together. Shut up. It's so good. The double. It was beautiful. I love these three. It is such... A, it is, Man, this is what, like, good, fun comedy and wrestling... Being billed as not just a comedy act, but like a believable threat, Mm -hmm. like can do like this. It's such a it's such a fun texture. It's literally it's three's company. They're doing a three's company storyline in the context of professional wrestling. And it fucking works. And it's so good. It's comedy dell'arte. Yes, the pantalones, the uh, del torres, the uh, lovers, if you will. We have a sit-down interview, Vampiro, with Pentagon Jr., the man a trying to assassinate him. James, if you were a, a, a wrestling legend turned a, 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 a news media personality, would you ever sit down with someone trying to mur- actively trying to kill you? Yeah, because I'm trying to get these hard-hitting stories. However, Vampiro mm-hmm. sucks at interviewing because it, as an <laughs> interviewer, you should be able to guide conversations and make sure emotions aren't running high. Every single interview ends with them just running off and saying, fuck you, and leaving. <laughs> and he f- puts fuel to the fire. We'll get into more fuel later. Vampiro starts the interview by apologizing. Thanks for being here. I'm sorry for what happened. A a reminder, of course, Vampiro is the one that saved Sexy Star from Pentagon at the end of their rivalry. Uh, He's the one that got involved, and he should not have gotten involved. He's no longer an active competitor. He says, my time is gone. My temper got away from me, and I'm sorry. But Vampiro, you had every right to do that. 
I think that was more, and I don't want to like assign too much, you know, like I don't want to imprint something that's not there, but I will say, I do think it's based on the context and his delivery. This was him trying to be like, I don't think I'm wrong, but clearly you need this. Mm -hmm. And I am, and fuck you, James, I am a good interviewer. He knew you were going to say that years before. That's the insight of Vampiro. He knew you were going to call him out for being a bad interviewer, and he said, I'm going to try to cool these tempers. He said, any beta cucks out there later doing a wrestling podcast? (laughs) Get out of here. Go back to watching your Lucha movies. That's what you're really into. Try to convince your friend Sean Marciniak to do just nothing but Santo films. Maybe a couple (laughs) Blue Daemon Juniors, but don't you dare watch my film, Vampira Warrior (laughs) of the Night. I'm trying to bury that. Also, shout out to Vampiro Warrior of the Night. Best movie we've ever seen. Vampiro asks Pentagon, who is this master? Penta responds with silence. But Vampiro expected this. <laughs> no, you. he goes, okay. I was expecting you wouldn't answer that. It, at first I was like, okay. I was expecting you to say any words. That's what I thought he was going to say. I was expecting you to respond verbally because that is how interviews work. Pentagon. But I'm bad at this. I'm bad at this. Uh, So he's going to switch focus. Vampiro says, you're violent. You're aggressive. I get that. Reminds me of me. And Penta cuts him off. We're both very much alike. We enjoy the pain of others. But who are you now? Are you Vampiro or are you a coward? It would have been very funny if he's like, all right, if you're not going to talk to me, let's see how you do with another interviewer. And then sock puppet, sock puppet. Vampiro walks off and then you see just someone run into the ring, fall flat on the ground face first. (laughs) Then he gets up and he says, yo, bro, you like ranch and just spray ranch on him. It's Eric Andre. (laughs) Eric Andre would be amazing. It's crazy how he's not in the wrestling world. I know. I don't think he likes wrestling, but that's okay. He's got to. I don't think... It's weird, man. Wrestling has such a bad connotation after years of mediocre monopoly that was the WWE. And if you are if you were a WWE fan, like, there were bright part, There are bright spots. I'll give that to you. In any era, there are bright spots. But when you have one company in a nation, and it actively goes not just PG, but straight up shitty shitty television it turns a lot of people off and and we had like decades like well about 15 years of that so it either he does no no he's like in the ring so like he has pictures of stuff but a bunch of wrestlers have been on his show chris jericho was recently on i guess john Mm. cena gave him a concussion during a stunt (laughs) gone wrong (laughs) i didn't know that all right cool So the wrestling world goes into his world, but I guess they're not inviting him into (laughs) theirs. They don't want to get sprayed with ranch. Are they are they wrestlers or are they cowards? Hey, Penta, you like finger banging? How about you see one of these finger bangs and he like does this and his finger rolls off a note that says bang or it rolls off and it has to be blurred out because it's like someone getting fingered. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it's the latter. (laughs) Uh, Vampiro responds. He is not a coward, by the way. Paul, you're wondering at home. He is not a coward. He will he will push 
Penta down. This is where that er, that first apology where he's like clearly not wrong. I'm wondering about that. Like I'm wondering about the sincerity of that because he's mm-hmm. like he kind of he gets to that point. He's like, I'll push you down, but I'm not like that anymore. I've done a lot. I've lost a lot. Now all I have is my daughter and the love of the Juggalo nation, the Juggalo family. Excuse me. Only thing, only thing tighter than a nation is a family, baby. Ah, uh, whoop whoop. His time is done, but he is no coward. And Penta says, prove it. Face me at Ultima Lucha. Vampiro responds, forget it. My time has come and gone. This is your time. Penta jumps on that. I knew it. I knew that would be your response. Weak and pathetic. You've always been weak and pathetic. But I will show you who you really are. I am Pentagon Jr. Zero. Miedo. Remember that. And we cut to our next match. So before we get to that... Mm-hmm. Nicole is watching this. Yes. Vampiro says, hey, I've been wrestling for 33 years. I gave it up. Like, I've done my time. I've been a legend. But this is your time. And Nicole goes, I was thinking, wow, he's been wrestling for 33 years and this is his acting? But then I remembered, <laughs> oh, yeah, this is the guy from that movie we watched. <laughs> Vampiro of the night is hunter master of the night. I warrior. Warrior. We, are, of the we night. said it already in this app, dude. I know. I was distracted by myself. What is the perfect movie? Guys, you gotta watch it. Vampiro fucks a mannequin. It's the perfect movie. Uh. Mil Muertes with Katrina versus Son of Havoc with Ivelisse and Angelico. This is also a very cool match. <laughs> And exciting just because, like, to see how different Son of Havoc is at this point. Yeah. There's not a lot on the line. Son of Havoc has a lot to prove with a victory over Mill. Mill's kind of going through his world destruction tour. I'm going to murder all these dudes, Prince Puma, and you're going to watch, and you're going to rub your shitty little dick to it, and then I'm going to steal your title. He's like Godzilla in Final Wars, babe. Yeah, but Son of Havoc is no tiny, tiny tank. He's a full-blown luchador. He's like starting his career on this brutal losing streak. He has fought, he has overcome, and he's earned the crowd to respect. He has earned the love of the temple. I'd like to see him in a tiny tank, though. Ooh, baby, show me the muscles. Yeah. I thought it was just a fetish for tiny tanks. No. <laughs> for like, where like I said, tank, there's a gun and it's treads and everything, but his knees are up to his ears. He's like, ooh. It's like a Tonka big wheel, t- or yes. not, like a Power Wheels tank, or like the tank at the end of Takashi's Castle, aka Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. Let's get it on. A very different set of Havoc on display early. He's struggling to take Mill off of his feet, but he's maintaining pressure with greater speed, high-flying technique, and just the confidence of someone who's like, I'm not going to lose in 30 seconds. I'm going to bring the fight to Mill. And he does. Up until a backspring elbow, a signature of Son of Havoc, gets caught in midair, and Mill throws Son of Havoc over the top rope, and he kind of just gets bullied on the outside of the ring. Mm -hmm. A A classic Rudo technique, I cannot beat you in between the ropes, so I will beat you outside of the ropes. Mills Arudo? Oh, um, no, <laughs> James. Of course not. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he's, yeah, throws him into like, oi, excuse me. Oi. Oi, oi, oi. Bounces Son of Havoc's head off of the balcony, throws him into a pile of chairs, 
hits him with his steel chair. <sighs> and the, I guess the referee was just like, oh, man, I could disqualify you, but that looked really cool. So, like, I'm, I'm all right with it. Because Dario Cueto is like, hey, man, I like this shit. He signs the checks. Powerbomb onto the announce desk. And not over yet. Pinball Son of Havoc around outside Dario's office before throwing him back into the ring. But maybe a moment too soon. Son of Havoc counters Mill's suicida dive, throws Mill back into the ring, springboard double stomp, gets the first pinfall. I think it's only a it's only a two count though, like a short two count. I question that too. It was a one, but they're like, yeah, I, it was a two, right? No, that was one. I was actually really quick. Was it? A, did they get to two or was it a one count? I wasn't sure. I thought it was a one count, but they were saying it's two. Okay. Like, yeah, it was a. It was like a. It was like it was one and a half, most likely. I felt like it was barely one. That's fair. It's probably barely a one. But the fact that he even held Bill Muertes' shoulders to the mat for any period of time is impressive. Bill Muertes is not just a giant dude. He's a giant dude with the power of death magic. Mm -hmm. That's a lot going on. Mill's got a lot going on for him. This might be the summer of Mill. That's like Vivi minus the big man. Vivi from Final Fantasy? Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. He has death from magic. <laughs> But he's not, he's not a big man, he's a little guy. Yeah, just picture Vivi from Final Fantasy, but fucking huge. Dude, Nicole needs to draw that. So many just, people would be masturbating to it. I'm already there, but I have to finish this podcast before I can finish myself. Cut this, this sucks. Sean's been wiggling around in his seat, obviously moving around the butt plug he's wearing. Mm -hmm. No, I'm just doing my Norman Smiley dance. The okay. wiggle. While wearing a butt plug. Yeah. A.K.A. Vampiro's only friend. Is that true? Yeah, we talked about this before. <laughs> I don't listen to this show. <laughs> because Conan said, hey, he's a loner. I never saw him hang out with anyone whatsoever that wasn't required to except for Norman Smiley. Norman Smiley. Black magic, baby. The fucking dude. Uh, at some point, at some point, it's, we're just going to do a Norman Smiley podcast. I don't know how to format that. Dude's just great. We just go through his life. Yeah, not even his wrestling stuff. First episode's pre-wrestling. Mm -hmm. Then as he's beginning out, hey, he's finally made it into some big fed and then his his rise to fame and then what he's doing now. Hell yeah. That's five eps. You think he'll let me just like follow him around and be friends with me and like get boba tea? Probably not. Most people wouldn't. <laughs> I'm kidding. I love you, Sean. <laughs> I love you too, James. <laughs> well, I won't buy Boba Tea for Norman Smiley, um, but I might buy Boba Tea for Son of Havoc because he's fighting his little heart out here. Mm -hmm. Flying off the top rope, gets caught by the throat, escapes. So good. When he escapes, like he like wiggles out of it like some luchador would. It was so fucking good. And this is when I was like, yeah, yeah. Nicole, how are you not watching this? And she's like, I'm looking at shark ads. <laughs> Which like, fair enough. Sharks need our no. say. It was just shark week, guys. Like three weeks ago. <laughs> does, like, does escape beautifully, but is still stopped with a uh, punch to the chest. Uh. Mill just knocks him right in the heart. Son of Havoc fights Mill off of the top rope, shooting star press, but the pool is empty as Mill rolls away. And Katrina, meanwhile, does what we all want to do, touch Angelico in the chest. Ugh. Evilise gets in her face, though, but it's a distraction. 
The goons, they attack Angelico while Ivelisse is getting choked by Katrina, and Son of Havoc makes a choice. They, he ignores Mill to save his partners with a tope to the goons on the outside. They're growing as a relationship. Yeah, and I love and I love that the announcer is specifically called out. It's not Son of Havoc just making a mistake. It's not like, oh, he's too distracted. No, Son of Havoc made a choice to threaten the threaten the chance of victory to save his friends. Mm-hmm. That's that good. That's that. That's that good shit. That's that. That's that anime shit that we love to see. He makes the choice. Unfortunately, the choice does bear repercussions. Mill will not be ignored. Son of Havoc returns after saving his friends, only to be speared and then flatlinered. Mil Muertes wins at 7 minutes and 9 seconds. And you know we're getting that lick of death. And we you missed out on something when they were wrestling on the top ropes in the corner. Mill starts doing something. What was he doing to uh, someone's head? Oh, yeah, the big uh, Mill's biting. You want to know what he's uh, promoting right there? Anyway, Tahano is in ring <laughs> with a microphone. We gotta keep. We gotta keep moving. <laughs> he's never Tejano with the microphone. He says he's never been a nice dude, but the one thing he's always been is Mexicano. He loves hurting people. He loves breaking bones, whooping ass. Yeah, I cheat. Yeah, I turned on my own brother, which I should have researched that because I'm very curious what that is. What that means. Like, I'm sure, like, he, he literally turned on his own brother in a wrestling match. But I love that he brings that up in this babyface promo. It's like, yeah, I, betray- I betrayed my own brother, but I've never turned my back on my people, my culture. Chavo, you have turned your back on Lucha, and Tejano is calling you out. And the crew come in. The crew jump Tejano from behind. Kendo stick, but Blue Damon Jr. is here to make the save. Uh, thank God they throw it. They try to slide a chair in, hoping that Blue Damon Jr. would trip over the chair. He does not. He picks it up. He turns around, and he turns his back on Tejano. Huh? Blue Damon Jr. smashing Tejano with a chair, says to Tejano, "You are not Mexico. I am Mexico." I do not need you to fight my battles for me. At Ultima Lucha, you will fight me, Pero. And it's official. Blue Damon Jr. versus Tejano. Blue Damon Jr., the Rudo. Tejano, the babyface, the Technico. Very interested in seeing that. And I like how that, I like how they played out. Uh, at the end of last week, we talked about Chavo sort of getting into Blue Damon Jr.'s head. I don't know how legit that hamstring injury is. But, like, yeah, I don't think Chavo, Chavo was not scheduled for Ultima Lucha, as far as I know right now. But then, like, slipping, sliding this in and bringing Blue Damon... Like, Chavo getting under Blue Damon Jr.'s skin to flip him back to his Rudo ways. His, the, the last true Rudo. I love it. You'll love to see it. Mm-hmm. I could not find anything about specifically when they turned. They It looked like Tejano and Supernova have had in ring some disagreements. Okay. Like multiple. (laughs) And also like Supernova, sometimes you could say, also turned on his brother, El Tejano Jr. It's like like when you're having an argument and someone brings up something that's like not related to try to make their point. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, listen, I'm no scientist, okay? I shat my pants in third grade. 
But if you look at the research, you will see the earth is flat. Yeah. What was that about you shitting your pants in the third grade? Focus on the flat earth and not my poopy pants. Yeah, my pants oh. sure weren't flat. They filled out, Ooh. baby. <laughs> that's that's how I know. I know what flat feels like because I pooped my pants. <laughs> Our main event tonight is the Atomicos match. Team Alberto with Aerostar, Drago, and Sexy Star versus Team Mundo with Hernandez, Jack Evans, and Superfly. Real quick, fuck Blue Demon Jr. And I thought, I was like, oh, they did it. They convinced me. I thought this was going to be Chavo in a mask. I did too. I really thought that. And then as it kind of kept going, I'm like, oh, I like, th this is so much more interesting, I think. I, th mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe because it is a character where like if it was Chavo, it would be surprising, but it would still, it, it would be very on brand for Chavo. Yeah. Where this is like such a flip for Blue Demon. And to have a legend be a villain, to be a bad guy, like that, it, it, it almost, it, 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 if this goes well, like it will push Tejano. Yeah. It will give, Te, it gives, it puts a lot, it puts, a, it gives a lot back to Tejano, to this next generation. And that's awesome. Mm -hmm. I'm excited for all these matches and this one. It's nothing but bangers this episode, guys. Yeah. The Atomicos match. Alberto, Aerostar, Drago, Sexy Star versus Johnny Mundo, Hernandez, Jack Evans, and Superfly. Johnny Mundo, the babyface, the hero of our hearts, receives a hero's welcome. God, he's such a good guy. It's nuts that they're like, hey, <laughs> these are the bad guys over here. Well, you yeah. have just like Alberto seems so like, oh, God. And I'm pissed that Drago and Aerostar are on his team because I'm like, I want both these teams to win. But there is one person I don't want to win. <laughs> Specifically. Well, and it's, it, does, it makes no sense when you have like Johnny Mundo again. Clearly a hero. Did did the Lord's work by throwing Alberto's face into the window <laughs> of Dario Cueto. You have Jack Evans, the man who invented Lucha Libre. <gasps> he said it himself on television. That can't be a lie. You have Hernandez, who's like really big and cool. And then you have Superfly, who definitely doesn't look like an a villain, a side villain in a Terminator movie. Uh-huh. He kind of looks like a side villain in a Terminator movie. They start off Mundo smartly tagging out early so Jack Evans can show Al Patron what Lucha is all about. We don't have time, but you got to tell me what Terminator movies are you watching? Uh -oh. All right. You ever see the one where it's... Um, it's three little kids and they're fighting people with guns. I was going to say the one with Melanie Griffith and Tom Hanks and they're sipping coffee and she, he sends her an email and then they fall in love. Okay. That's my favorite. That's my favorite Terminator movie. And at one of the rival bookstores is this <laughs> man saying like, you can't come into this bookstore, Tom Hanks. Yep. Or they go on a date and he's like the bouncer or something. I don't know. Squaresoft's yeah, yeah. the bouncer. Was literally about to say that the bouncer is wearing too many belts. Uh huh. And, the, and then uh, if you walk away, you won't hear me say please nor ooh baby. Because while the bouncer is not a Kingdom Hearts game, it's kind of a Kingdom Hearts game. For sure. It's crazy how they never crossed over into Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. <laughs> For literally, I think just the two of us, because we're the only ones who know what the bouncer is. It's a. A game that deserves to be remade and just make mm. the controls and camera better, and then you have a hit. 
We get we get, we we don't have time to get into how no. good the bouncer should have been. But what we do have time to get into is sexy star coming down with her garb on. She looks like a Cenobite, and that is a compliment. Ooh, I missed. Oh, nice. Wait, which one is the Cenobite? Is that the alien? Cenobites no. are from Hellraiser. Okay. Yes. 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 Yo. Yeah. Very, 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 uh, very hot in, uh, in, in appearance, our sexy star. If that's what's throwing hooks into me, I'm like, okay, I guess I'm into this. Oh, I guess you're, I'm hooked on this Cenobite, if you know what I'm saying. And I'm hooked on phonics. <laughs> and I'm hooked on Aerostar and Drago with the synergy. I love this. After their, like, their tag team moves, they're doing such cool shit and doing such cool shit together. Like after they had the best of five, they went through it all. They took each other to hell and back, but they did it with honor. They did it in the spirit of Lucha. And because of that, they can come back together and create fucking magic. That's what friendship's about, baby. James, if I ever have to fight you in a best of five series and we take each other to hell and back, just know I will tag team with you afterwards and do cool Lucha shit. Mm-hmm. Let's do a best of five in Fortnite. Yeah, and I'll fucking, I'll fucking, I don't know any flossing. That's the, that's the one dance move I could think of. Is that still a thing? Yeah. Is that still in Fortnite? Okay. Floss on your fucking ass. But then I'll come back and help, and we'll fight together, back to back, side by side, Lobo and Turbine style. Uh Uh-huh, so you're going to uh, put a thong on me? Yes. Because you'll be flossing my ass. Yes. And I'm going to chase you out of the temple. I don't have a great transition. This Alberto is chasing Johnny. Alberto <gasps> cannot get his hands on Johnny this entire match. Like, he literally chases him out the temple through a door. Uh, like, it's it's ridiculous. It is Tom and Jerry comical. We did forget to mention there was a locker room scene in the beginning of the three. It was Jack, Hernandez, and Superfly. They walk up to Johnny and they're like, why are you rubbing lard on yourself? And he goes, hey, you're going to see when I'm in the ring. Absolutely. <laughs> the greased up Johnny Mundo. Just wait. The greased up Johnny Mundo, ever slippery, ever just taking advantages. Like it's a lot of technicals take control early, but it's El Patron on the outside chasing after Johnny gets caught from behind by Jack Evans. Uh-huh. Like, I don't think Jack Evans, Jack Evans is the one guy that really doesn't do anything unless it's from behind in this match, which, you know what? Smart. I sounds appreciate like, that. Sounds like me in the bedroom. Because if I'm looking at you front on, I get scared. <laughs> and I, I become an innie practically. Oh, gosh. I want to say, yeah, I know, but I don't want to add <laughs> no. that to our lore. I don't want to add no. that to our lore. No, no, like, no. Yeah, I've seen James bang a sex doll on Pornhub. Yeah. Wait, even sex dolls? You need them not looking at you? Well, no, it's because all of your sex dolls have real human eyes. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Not real That's- human eyes. I just get glass eyes and put them in. Ah, uh, James, I... As one of the, one of your sex doll providers, I have terrible or exciting news, and I encourage you to take it in the exciting way. I have been grave digging eyeballs for your sex dolls. It's what makes a sex doll a love doll. Okay. Is the real human eyes? You want to talk about wrestling again? Yeah, the, the only real <laughs> because during these last two matches, I didn't have a lot of mm-hmm. notes just because it's just great wrestling. 
But when mm-hmm. the Aerostar is in the ring and they just, they're dragging Aerostar back to their corner, just pounding yeah. on him. That was a great time. The Aerostar isolation is very real. Gets a big, dude, the Hernandez powerbomb on Aerostar too. Mm-hmm. Man, I really like Hernandez. I think, Me too. again, my my two favorite, my two favorite kinds of wrestlers are... Or three t- favorite types are silly little guys, Shasat Son of Havoc, just like really smart technical guys, or Kevin Nash. And Hernandez is just Kevin Nash. He power bombs, sits out with it, smokes a cigar, high fives a kid on his way to math class and encourages him to be a better version of himself. Hernandez is cool, and I love him. Even though Aerostar eventually kicks out of that powerbomb, makes his way to the corner, tags in Sexy Star. Sexy. She gets the hot tag. Jack Evans tries to run the interference, but again, Johnny accidentally... Oh, no, fuck. He tries to run the interference. Johnny accidentally knocks Jack Evans out, but Sexy, finally getting her hands on Superfly, kind of lets the match go. So just so she can start beating up Superfly. Mm -hmm. And that is a mistake. Uh, Hernandez cuts her off, throws her out. Drago tries to cut off Hernandez, but Jack Evans and Superfly are there to keep the advantage. Alberto eventually comes in with this save, tries to clear the ring, cross armbar onto Jack Evans, but Johnny Mundo, Finda Mundo, off the top rope to break it up. Johnny and Sexy Star are still the legal participants of this match. Sexy Star with a crossbody, but Johnny rolls through, and with a handful of tights, Johnny scores the win at 90 minutes and 27 seconds, rolls out of the ring to avoid Alberto again. Ooh! And that's the main event, so I guess we're done here. We can all just go home. Yeah, they're wrapping up. Yeah, thank you so much for listening. Um, I'll get into my plugs. You can... Oh my god, it's Pentagon Jr. With a crescent kick to the back of Vampiro's skull! And I'm just looking at this. I'm like, he is a brittle man. It's crazy how they're allowing this to happen. I, know, I mean, this is before that uh, 2017, right? Was that doc we watched? Yeah. So, like, this is a couple years before that. It's weird and it's hard. And I feel like it's especially weird and hard for wrestlers to kind of say, to, to be the ones to say, oh, I can't take spots anymore. I can't mm-hmm. take bumps anymore. We'll, we'll, get, we'll get into it. But, like, it's, it's clearly leading to a match. It's also like, hey, this isn't the 80s. I'm not taking bumps anymore, so I won't be taking bumps anymore. Ah, cocaine solves everything. Uh, give me that coke. Pentagon lays a Vampiro out with a chair. He says, Maestro, I dedicate this sacrifice to you because I'm going to destroy this shell of a man. Running punt to Vampiro's skull again. The skull, the poor skull before pouring a small barrel of a small barrel of gasoline. No, you need to set this up, Sean. Hit he me, baby. Goes into the crowd, goes into like some closet or something, and then pulls out a jug, holds it up to show that it says gasoline on it, and I'm like, "Oh my god. He's yeah. going to emulate him. What the fuck?" And again, how is Nicole's eyes not <laughs> darted to the screen? Shark shoes, James. No. The shoes of a shark. <laughs> um, and he's screaming, "I terrorize you. Why won't you submit?" You know what? If you don't accept my challenge at Ultima Lucha, your family, the entire world will see you burn in flames. Holds up the lighter. Little Vampiro. He calls him Little Vampiro. Mm-hmm. 
He's a, he calls him Little Vampiro. James, he calls him Little Vampiro. And I want, I want, first of all, I want plushy keychains of uh, Chibi Vampiro and Chibi Pentagon. But also, he's ready. He's prepared to sacrifice Vampiro to his master because he is Pentagon Jr. Cero Miedo. And that's, and that's Lucha Underground, episode 35, season one. The fuel to the fire. Damn, I'm so excited for this damn penultima lucha and then the final episodes. Ah! So am I. And I'm so excited for you to go check out twitch.tv slash Kaiser. I promise I'll stream again someday. We got into it. Life has been a little full of things that are not life for me lately. But, you know, I'll be back on there one day and then you can watch me fucking high five you virtually. Hey guys, head over to MLM Pod to find out information about my other podcast, the Free Feed Podcast. Wherever you're listening to this, you can listen to Sweet Child of Time, Hit It in Credit, Formulaic, a podcast in script writing, and oh my god, everyone's favorite, mostly speaking Sentai. I think that's it. Yeah, of course it is. Possibly, maybe not. Also, this movie's gay. Is there? Listen to my music under Marshland Monster. There's a lot of free stuff on MLMPod.com, but wherever music is found, you can find new tunes every single month besides may every month i have put out a new single ep or album so it's being updated this september the modern myth with mc deep and i that's an ep it's really good then we got anal dentata then some jungle tracks that i've made it's a good time then head over to patreon.com forward slash mlm pod where for five dollars a month you get exclusive content every single friday in the form of this existed with lil Corey and i mostly speaking sentai after dark where nicole and i talk about horny tokusatsu oh it's for adults <laughs> then we just finished Death From Above, a Sam and Max podcast, and we are moving on to the Citizens of Townsville Z, where we will be going through every episode of Powerpuff Girls Z, the Toei anime series. It's a good time, and engaged with Nicolas Cage, which this week we will be discussing Ghost Rider. Yeah. And if you're a $10 patron, you get exclusive content monthly on top of the weekly stuff. Oh, baby, it's a good time. And shout outs on every single free feed podcast. We don't have time, Sean, unless you have something very good. Was literally going to say we don't have time. All right. Steve F., Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z, The Waz, Orion, Jordan B., The Chaos Witch, my Bickle brother in common law, Joshua, Jake, is he's going to be a best man in October. Yay, yay. Steve <laughs> Barnes of Sweet Child of Time and Intro Void. Check his music out. The woman which I emerged, my mother, Lil Corey's BFF and former roommate Shane, that fed who is just on Death From Above, a Sam and Max podcast, Core Winning of twitch.tv forward slash Core Winning, and from the Rom Complex and Formulaic, a podcast and script writing, twitch.tv forward slash R2Shelby2. It's R2Shelby2. And I've been James. And I am Sean. And this has been Sweaty Time Pro Wrestling. Get in the ring. Or get in my ass. <laughs> Bye. Oh, yeah.